she's on the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. Caroline. No one can do it quite like Caroline. It's time for Caroline. You guys, we are getting towards the end of my influencer series, and I'm so pumped right now because I have Nicole D. Jacoby joining me. This woman does it all. She's a mom of two beautiful girls. She's a wife, and she is wanting to get digital with all of you people in cyber world. She's so incredible at using her iPhone to make beautiful pictures. You would think she had professional equipment, but she does everything with her iPhone and she is so informative about sharing her knowledge. I cannot wait for y'all to hear this interview. She's so, so, so wise beyond her very young years. Y'all get excited. Here's Nicole. Okay. I'm here with Nicole D. Jacoby. Hi. That, your name. I had to practice it. It's a tongue twister, which I love. It is. It is. <laughs> we can thank my husband for that. Hey, he likes to keep it interesting, unique, you know? Yes. <laughs> so this is actually, you are going to be my second to last interview on my influencer series. I've had such a long influencer series because I've had the chance to meet all of these incredible influencers, including yourself. And so I was like, I need to do a series on all these girls and just break it down. How you become an influencer? What is an influencer? How do you make it a job? Like all these people are wanting to know how to do this. And some people have figured out how to dial it in. Like you have figured out how to make an incredible business for yourself on your social medias and your platform. So just talk to me about where you're from, how you got interested in photography and then how this world has emerged for you. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm from Delaware. It is a tax-free state. So no tax-free shopping. It's the second smallest state and it's just a tiny small town feel. Everybody knows everyone. Born and raised there. And um, I did live in Florida for, a, I want to say a year. And I went to University of Tampa and had an opportunity to model while I was there at the Home Shopping Network. So yes, that was really girl. cool. Yeah, yes, that was did. <laughs> Heck yes. Um, I to see some old, it was like old headshot day the other day. Oh like, my gosh. It was, yeah, I, I did jewelry. So I would stand there and model. <laughs> hand model. <laughs> and then I did petite fashion cause I'm so short. Um, so they had to put me in the category. Yeah. So it was fun. Um, so I lived in Florida for about a year during college and then of course went back to Delaware, finished and graduated from the university of Delaware. And then took a small break. Um, I competed at Miss USA representing Delaware. That was back. Yeah, that was back in 2007. So you competed at Miss USA. How was that? It was amazing. It really what did you learn from that. So I went into that. Like I've always been a tomboy my whole life. Like I played field hockey. I played field hockey my freshman year in college. Um, I ran track hurdles. Like I've always just been a tomboy. Um, one of my girlfriends had tried out for the pageant and she was like, just give it a try. So I tried it, entered, I think like a month before we could, like the deadline was. And when I won, they were like, you're going to Miss USA now. And I honestly had, I had no idea. Like I didn't know that when you won, you went to Miss USA. It was, it was so bizarre. It was surreal. And it was, it was an amazing experience. Um, Donald Trump is interesting. So you so met him. I, what was he like? 
<laughs> so when I competed, I don't know if the rules are still like this, but when I competed, he was allowed to pick, I think, seven of the top 15. I forget what the exact numbers are, but he was able to line everyone up and just kind of like look us up and down. Yeah. And I swear. <laughs> no, he could pick seven of the 15 just by looking at y'all? Yeah. Yeah. That's how he, half of the finalists got picked? Yes. No way. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Wow. I don't know if it's still like that anymore, but I remember that rehearsal and he showed up and he had his little notepad with his assistant and he just kind of like went down the row, shaking our hands, meeting Can everyone. Uh, I didn't get a chance to really, he said, he did like a little hello and that was it. I didn't have, you know, blonde hair, big boobs. I wasn't six foot tall. <laughs> we, have type. We, we, we have a type here. Yeah. Oh, he has Half a type. We're probably all on this type. <laughs> he absolutely has a type. <laughs> oh my God. What a crazy experience. How crazy. Yeah. But other than that, it was amazing. It was really good for growth. Um, we did a lot of public appearances and a lot of charity work and probably oh yeah it was it was so good for me as a person just to to be put in those situations where you're forced to have to speak in front of people and just interact with just everybody so it was it was great I loved it, it what was, did that teach you about fear because I feel like that's such a like a lot of people including yourself might have had so much fear but you didn't have a chance to be afraid you had to just dive into it so what right. did that teach you about just walking through fear because I feel like so many people get to those moments where it's scary and they're like oh, I can't do this but you it, I feel like that is something I come across all the time especially being in business and growing a business there's always that little bit of fear and that doubt and that nervousness and I always now take that as a good thing okay, yeah but I do feel like so many people hit that moment where they have fear like you said especially in business and they just throw their hands up because yep. it's terrifying but it's, what, what did you realize about fear in that moment that it's not it's, it's not as scary or it's not what you make it out to be it's not it's it's really not I just think it needs to be that extra push yeah and it's just an, it's just almost like an extra challenge like you just have to look at it like a, a mini challenge that comes in the way to make sure that you continue on your path I don't know I don't know the best yeah. way to put it you just have this like moment of growth like yeah. that's I always find that that's what comes after those moments where mm -hmm. you push yourself you you do a public speaking event or you go on stage and have to compete in a swimsuit and heels oh in front of millions of people and then when it's all over with, it's like, I did it. I, I can do anything. Like you just have a moment of like empowerment where you realize that like you really can do anything. Anybody can do anything that they put their heart and mind into and you work hard. You can, anybody can achieve anything. So that was probably a great rocket push for you. Yeah, it was. It definitely, it gave me a lot of confidence too. Um, just to be around other women that have, you know, a lot of big goals that they want to achieve and it makes you, you want to be by it. it no, it, yeah. it makes you want to be a better person too. And, and you know, it makes your goals attainable and you see everybody else doing these things and you're like, well, you know what? Some people, I feel like they're like, well, I can't do that, but you have to change your mindset and think yes. well, I, can, I can do that too. And mm -hmm. it's just totally. that once you realize that, then that, I feel like that changes the game. I totally agree. Yeah. So how did you decide to get into influencer and like all of that? After so I've always had a passion for photography. Like even during college, I would take headshots for my roommates or um, just anyone. And I just loved photography. And during college, I took 
Um, photography classes as electives. I processed film in dark, the dark room, and I did digital photography, just a lot of creative classes. I've always been very creative, um, but I never pursued that. I ended up graduating college, and I went to law school, which is a totally okay. different path. Yeah. So I went to Rutgers in New Jersey um, for law school, and it was just like a totally different path. But while I was in law school, I still did photography, and I did it for pageant girls. So I shot a lot of Combined all your worlds. It was like, it was kind of, it's weird how all of the different paths have just kind of come together. Um, and it's like my passions have always been there. They've always been the same. And now what I'm doing, finally, at this point in my life, at 31, I am, now they've all just kind of come together. Like okay, writing. So all, yeah. Okay. So, so, okay. so the way that happened. So I was in law school um, doing a lot of writing, reading which I love. I hate math. I'm terrible at math. I still count on my fingers. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, so bad at math. Um, so yeah, in law school, did a lot of photography for pageant girls, um, graduated. I worked at JP Morgan for a year doing anti-money laundering, um, just reviewing. You're a pageant cases. girl and a lawyer, basically. You're totally Elwoods. You are yeah. basically Elwoods. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so weird to think of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So weird to think of. Um, yeah, so did photography, always have done photography. And then uh, – Photography is hard. I have tried to learn, like, Shutterfly and also, like, the shutter speed and all that stuff. I know. It's yeah. It's so difficult to do photography. It, yeah, it is. It's challenging. I did a couple of workshops with our wedding photographers, and they, um, they taught me a lot. So I just got a camera, started learning how to shoot on manual, did the photography stuff for pageant girls in law school, and then – Worked at J.P. Morgan for a year and then got pregnant and with Olivia, our oldest daughter. Okay. So was yeah. Olivia, oh, were y'all trying to get pregnant? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we, we got married during law school. And then I had seen a doctor who had told me that I did, like, a blood test that determines your egg count. And he said that I had, like, an egg count of a 40-year-old and was like, you need to start trying yesterday so we started trying to get that yes like, yes and when poor women like right when you're hitting your stride for a career it's like oh now you need to have a baby not that having a baby yep. is the best thing but it all happens but that time. wasn't right we i had a i literally had a timeline i was like okay I'm gonna graduate work for five years save money like totally out the window so he timeline out the window yeah. And that was fine because having a family to us is really important. So we started trying while I was in law school. I think I, I walked across the stage and I was 12 weeks pregnant. So I was, I did, I don't even know. Did I know? Yeah. I had just found out I was pregnant, graduated. So we always make a joke that Olivia has a law degree because <laughs> <laughs> Olivia is so smart. Oh, she's, she's such a sweetheart. Um, so yeah. So then I worked during my pregnancy at JP Morgan quit that. And I actually, I knew I wanted to stay home with her. Um, but as far as sharing her on social media, I was one of those pregnant women that said, I will never share my kids' photos online and did a complete 360. <laughs> okay. Now talk to me about that because I have, I totally can understand that debate. Like if I was a mom, I would wonder the same way. Like, do I want, cause it's 90% of the people aren't going to be weirdos, but there's like, percentage that are weirdos. It's like, right. do I want to subject my kids to this? How do you navigate that? How did so you? So I feel like with their, the way that, so I started sharing a few photos and because family and friends were kind of like, this is weird. Like, why aren't you sharing photos? So I was like, okay, fine. I'll share a couple. And then I realized that like her generation, social media 
is going to be the way of life and I don't want to shelter her from it. I want her to feel comfortable using it and, and do it in a safe way and a controlled way. Um, and she, our daughters are such a big part of our lives. So it's weird for me to have to almost hide them if I weren't to share them on social media, because it's, I mean, it's, that's our life. Like my kids are my everything. I spend my whole day at home with them. So for me not to share that part of my life, it would not be, what am I sharing? You know what I mean? How did you get comfortable with it? Like, how did you finally let yourself be comfortable with it? And like, how did you justify like, okay, I'm not going to worry about the weirdos because you are right. This is our, your children's generation, our children's generation is growing up with social media. There's no way around it. Exactly. Hmm. Um, I found a community on Instagram of other moms that were staying home and, um, I just, feel like they were a positive influence. We would all just share stories of our photos of our kids. And along with that would come stories or if their babies were teething or, you know, we just looked to each other for advice. And that support system to me was just so helpful. And it really is what started my whole journey as an influencer. Okay. So Um, now tell me about that. How did you become an influencer? Okay. So (laughs) how did you get into this world? So I came across a few profiles on Instagram of other moms that I just mentioned, just very, um, just like more of like a, just the community where they were sharing pictures of their kids and captions that, um, I could relate to. And so I, I was like, you know what? I love photography and I love taking pictures of Olivia. So why not just start sharing too? So I just started sharing photos of her um, this was in 2014. So this is when Instagram wasn't oversaturated like okay. it is now. So I think timing has a lot to do with it too. It's a lot harder now to grow um, mm-hmm. versus back then when the algorithm and things weren't against everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so getting in at, at the right time, Olivia was six months old, 2014, started sharing pictures of her brands would reach out little at the time it was small shops because there wasn't a big I don't even think influencer marketing was a term yet and you were probably one of the only people doing like professional picture type thing yeah not many of them were professional yeah. photographers because your quality so, was probably leaps and bounds above everyone else. yeah I was only shooting with my DSLR back then and now I only shoot with my iPhone for the most part so it's yeah it's funny to see the switch but um I started sharing more photos of her. I would work with small brands for product exchange. And then there came a point where I had an agent reach out to me and she said, I have a brand that wants to work with you. What is your rate? And I was like, my rate? rate. Like, wait, people pay for this? I could get paid? (laughs) Yeah. So I wrote her back and I was like, you know, let's, let's talk more about this. And so I had a couple paying jobs from her. Um, and then realized, you know what, I'm just going to start asking for payment every time someone reaches out. Because what happened was I was getting overwhelmed with free products. And I felt like, you know, this, it just wasn't worth my time to continue to shoot for free. And that's how it starts. People will send you free stuff in exchange for a post, right? Hey, I'll send you my product if you take a picture. Right. And that's how it was. It's, I mean, I don't know how it is now. I think, I think it's, there's a big shift that's happening where a lot of people, especially mom influencers are realizing that time away, basically when you take on free products, you're, you're taking time away from your family. So you're having to make a post for it, which takes time. Yeah. And edit. And there's just a lot that goes into it and setting up the shot and, 
making sure your kids are happy that day. And if they're not, you have to wait the next day. And so there's just a lot that goes into it. And you have to, what I've really started to do now is I've only, I'm only taking on paid partnerships and jobs that are really worth it to me because anything that I take on, I know how much time that's going to be away from my family. And anytime that, that Nicole, yeah. So anytime that I'm spending away from my family, the job that I'm doing just has to be worth it to me. And that also keeps your brand strong because you're basically saying I am not spending any part of my life on anything yeah. that I don't believe in 100%. I, I think I turned down 90% of wow. the Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like this month, especially, I think I'm doing four partnerships, but there are partnerships that I'm so excited about. Like one is a Father's Day campaign for Chaps Ralph Lauren, um, US Bank, which is a really cool um, campaign called Power of Possible, just talking about how anything is possible. So I'm very selective now, which is really nice to be in a place to be able to do that. That is amazing. Okay. So tell me when that switch happens. When do you go from you're a little influencer where people are giving you free stuff to where you felt comfortable to ask for money. Like what was that? What was that? I think I was around 10 K when that agent had reached out to me and said, okay. you know, um, would you be willing to post? I think it was for like $150 and that was great at the time. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I was at 10 K when I started getting paid it really picked up around 25,000 followers. Um, and then now it's, that's, I mean, I pretty much only do paid partnerships unless it's in exchange for like a big product, like Love Sack. I'm working with them for one of their um, sectional couches. Oh, yeah. And I was more than happy to do that, oh, you know, yeah. product. Totally. So, yeah. Um, so it has and, to be either worth the trade or a great Absolutely. Product. Yeah. But I think you have to, you have to build that experience. Like, so I would never trade doing free products for anything like that. Working with shops for free products is how I learned. And I think it's just how to interact, how to, you know, not get taken advantage of. A lot of times there's a disconnect between a shop that works really hard to hand make a product. And, and so they, you know, want you to do like three posts because they don't understand what goes into creating three posts. Um, so you have to just kind of like openly communicate to them and, and say, you know, in order for me to do that, it's going to take this. And, you know, <clears throat> I, I'd be willing to do one post and maybe an Instagram story. And yeah. so that really helps just communicating and, and establishing a really good relationship with brands. I've worked with, um, my favorite thing is when I work with a brand multiple times. Right. And I think that's... Yeah, and I think that's really good for any brand to do to show that they have loyal um, followers and people that believe in their products. And when you're consistently, like when I, there's one brand I work for all the time, Raw Sugar Living, and like I will never work for another body wash company now because yeah. I'm so loyal to them and I love them and they're so kind to their influencers. So, I mean, it's just stuff like that, like just little stuff that you learn, communicating, relationship building, contracts, yeah. how to read them. <laughs> well, and also I was talking, I think it was the Ashley's when I did their interview. Basically, it makes so much more sense for a brand to reach out to an influencer because instead of paying, I don't know, 10 grand to hire a photographer, hire a location, yeah. hire a model, hire, get it edited, you know, do all of the, the steps that go involved to doing an advertisement on a regular mm -hmm. TV or magazine or radio, 
you're totally. you create the whole thing. You're the photographer. You're everything. The you're the, the whole production. You're the you're the model. You're the whole production. Like you're yeah. the director. So it's so much. It feels like a lot of money for an influencer to receive because I'm kind of like, well, why would I? I'm speaking to people who might be scared to ask for money because this is how I was. Yeah. Mallory Irvin was like, you just got to get past that. Like, totally. Why would I ask for money? But it's like, okay, well, this is why because you have an audience that's going to hit this amount of people. So it's worth that. Exactly. And sometimes you have to explain that to a brand because their PR person may not be up to date with everything and they might, they might not know the benefits of influencer marketing yet. Yeah. So it's, I think it's our responsibility as an influencer to sometimes educate brands and let them know. Yes. So how do you edit on an iPhone? Like quickly, I know that's your thing. Like that, do you do that? Is this like, (laughs) how can people figure out how to do this and how did you figure it out? Is it so, all right. So I started, well, Lightroom has a mobile app, which is really helpful because I edit in Lightroom on my desktop. So I started editing in Lightroom on my mobile and then on my phone. And then, um, there's a couple other apps like Snapseed, Visco, and Facetune too, that are really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are like my go-to apps. Um, a color story is nice because you can add in sun flare and they have really nice filters too. Um, but those are my go-to apps. And so I started sharing tutorials on my Instagram to help people learn how to edit on their phone. And I was just getting overwhelmed and bombarded with like, um, direct messages and I would answer them. I sometimes edit a photo for somebody and then show them how I did it. And I loved it so much, but my husband was like, "Hun, you're spending like two to three hours a night talking to people. He's like, and you're neglecting like your personal content and stuff. Yeah. And it, it was just so easy to do because that's my favorite part of being on Instagram is interacting with my followers and helping them learn how to edit because I think anybody can learn how to create a beautiful photo um, and not be a professional photographer. So <clears throat> it got to apps these days and all totally, totally. <clears throat> so I got to a point where I had to figure something out. So I ended up creating a membership site for photography um, and it's like $17 a month. I made it affordable and on YouTube. It's no, it's, it's like an actual site. It's called the DG girls.com. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So $17 a month. And what happens on your site? So I do one training tutorial a month and then we have an interactive Facebook group where everybody posts before and afters. They ask questions. Um, I also talk about Instagram and you know, what hashtags to use, um, because that's constantly changing. And recently, this is really important. I'll, I'll watch Gary's, Gary V's um, Daily V content, and he'll like slide in these small things here and there. So the other day, he said to only use zero to five hashtags within your caption, and that's it. Because not what's at the end? Like in your caption, not like separate, not as a separate comment. You know how okay. sometimes you can do like hashtag yeah. it within the phrase, the sentence, or whatever. Yep. Like right at the end of your caption. Yeah. Right at the end of your caption, just put like zero to five captions uh, or hashtags. And I guess it's because Instagram's really coming down on accounts. And if you use bulk uh, hashtags, they're flagging it as spam a lot of times, not always, but it's a quick way to get shadow banned. So um, just little stuff. Shadow ban means your posts aren't seen by anybody except your followers. So like if you were to use, if you were a fitness influencer and you used the hashtag fitness mom, 
you wouldn't be seen to anybody else that wasn't following you already. And sometimes wow. they'll take it even further and your hashtags won't even work at all. Wow. I've had so a couple friends. Yeah. I've had a couple friends that were shadow banned for two weeks. My one friend, um, she just got the ban lifted because she posted a photo of her kids in the bathtub and somebody reported it. You couldn't see anything, but somebody reported it. And so Instagram flagged her. Wow. Um, yeah, but the same thing can happen using hashtags um, okay. repetitively. And you're never supposed to use the same ones. You're always supposed to change it up. Really? Yeah, because it'll, they'll think it's a bot or um, like an automated system doing it for you, and then you'll, your account will be flagged. So, like, we just talk about stuff like that in the group. Um, <laughs> what a great idea. And what a great yeah. service you're offering because everyone has an iPhone, and everyone can learn how to do this on their iPhone. But they need Definitely. To yeah, and it was – it was, it was just a way for me to help a larger scale of people versus sitting there every night going through individual DMs. Because even when you respond to somebody and give them an answer, the conversation still keeps going. So, yes. and then I would start to feel bad. And so it definitely, it's helped because now I can direct them somewhere or I'll answer one question and say, if you, if you're looking for more help with this, we have a really great community and support group over Amazing. on my, on my web's membership site. Yeah. So how long have you had the membership site? Only a couple, only two months. Two wow, months. Wow. So this is fresh. So the and I, yeah. And I didn't even do like a big advertisement or anything. I did a couple stories. Um, and then I did one post on my feed and that was it. I, Cause I, I wanted to do like a soft launch so I could get time to really figure things out and tweak mm -hmm, things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was supposed to open it back up to the public last week, but then I just, I've been so busy with contractors and the kids and sometimes I just get in like this funk where I'm like overwhelmed. So then wow. I just disappear. <laughs> but you know what? That's freaking awesome. And how, how, what a win-win because it makes it worth your time. Yeah. And it, you know, like I've, I'm all, Gary Vee's all about that too. Win-wins. You know, just like, how is everybody benefiting from this? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. It's been great. And I'm, I find a lot of my members are really interested in the Instagram part. So I offer like Instagram assessments where I can look at their feed, analyze it, and then give them a plan for the future. Like, I think you should do this or maybe focus down on, you know, this. I see your followers really love your fitness posts or your healthy eating posts and just kind of give them some sort of guidance to really help them and have a plan for 2018. Like kind of analyze what posts are doing the best. And I, that's another thing. Sometimes do you think the way a picture is shot can determine if it does well? Like it could be the same content, but depending on how you shoot it. Definitely. Absolutely. Actually, my first post for my membership site was all about perspective and how I took a photo of Olivia. Um, she was sitting on our front steps playing with rocks and I took a photo of her just straight on from far away. And then I got down and I took a, a shot of her up where you could really see like her face and the emotions and the whole post was about how perspective and just changing your angles and getting lower when you take a photo can just make all the difference. But how do you develop that eye just over time? You just have to keep doing it. Yeah. I think a lot of times it's practice. And then I think a lot of people just have it like, yeah, you, yeah it's a gift. Yeah. I think some people are very creative and, and then some people, you know, want to be and try to be, and they, they can practice and do their best. <laughs> you're such a great mom. <laughs> like, you're so nice. <laughs> I don't even realize that. <laughs> I'm 
my god, you are so the best. I That's love so you. funny. Like, you have your own talent. It might not be photography. You can practice and really yeah. try hard, but really, you might just need to like go to college. Something else. <laughs> or just, like, no. I love that. What would you tell a young influencer trying to get into this game? Like, what would you tell yourself if you were standing there looking at your 31-year-old self right now? Mm-hmm. All that you have learned, observed, everything that you have gathered over these years, what would you tell yourself as far as how, where you'd be right now? Like, what would you not worry about? And what would you tell yourself? Okay, I would definitely yeah. get to this faster because I, I waited too long to do this. Or like, what would you tell yourself? Now? You just cannot worry about what other people think. That is, and I know it sounds so cliche, but it really is the truth. And it, you just have to post what feels good to you, what you're passionate about, um, the things that you want to talk about, because people can tell when people are faking it. You don't, you do not want to fake it um, and try and be somebody that you're not. I think being you and sharing that with everyone, people respect that and people can see, see that and relate to you on a better level. Like being real, being open and real and honest, it's, it's just the best way to be. So how would you describe your brand? Like if someone was going to look at your feed, your Instagram feed, what would you hope they would walk away? Like what would you hope your brand would be sending out? Hopefully, like for me, I love positive energy. So I hope when people come to my page, they get a sense of happiness and they see our family and how much I love my girls and um, healthy living, which I actually have been slacking on healthy living posts because my husband and I, we, we really love, you know, food and we're raising our daughters vegan. So, um, yeah, so people are really interested in that. And I've done refrigerator food hauls before and people loved it and they wanted to see more of it when I did a poll, but it's so hard coming up with content for so many different things. And I need to get I need to get more organized. Like even though I've been doing this for three and a half years, it's there's still always more that you could be doing and more you could be putting out. And there's and because it's the wild west of the internet and digital, anything is possible. Yeah. So like literally, it's wide open. I know. I know. I know. It's so and it's hard. Like I have a million ideas going all the time. And I'm like, oh, if only I had more time in the day, I could be doing this, you know? But well, so, yeah, exactly. I, I that's to me. I can I interview all these influencers and I watch you guys' stories unfold and I watch your Instagrams and all that. I'm like, how did they figure this out? Like, I feel I know. So I'm so late to the party. I just realized you can make money on Instagram like this year. Aww, <laughs> that's the best though. That's I like know. because now it gives you like when you realize that when you're on Instagram and it's not for the money, which I feel like. If you want to be an influencer, it can't be for the money. Like yeah. you have to want to do it because you are creative and passionate and you love talking and interacting with people. And you can tell that about you. Like you love just people. And when I you're like people, to what yeah. people to. I want to know how people are doing their lives because I find it so interesting. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's such a good place to be. You don't want to focus on the money. Um, but the money part is a very big yes. motivating factor. Like yeah, that it's like there. take it. it who doesn't want to get paid to do something that they're passionate about? Like when that aligns, that's everything, you know? So what would you tell a young influencer who's wanting to get into this? Like how would you suggest growing your brand, building your brand, having an identity with your brand? Like what would be your advice to someone trying to get into this? 
that it takes a lot of time and you have to be willing to sacrifice, you know, binge watching shows or going out partying every weekend because you, every hour you spend working on your brand and your social media, that will help you get ahead. Um, so I just think a lot of hard work goes into it, remaining true to yourself. Um, I feel like everything I'm saying is so cliche, but no, it's, but it's, it's true. so true. It is. And yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. Like some, you might see some people where you feel like, oh, they're having overnight success. Like, gosh, I wish that would happen to me. Like, when am I going to get my big break? But that is such a small percentage of people and you can't compare yourself. Like never compare yourself to anybody else. You have to just keep your head down and focus on your path and why you're doing it and your purpose. And that, that will bring you success. And another thing I always like to talk about is, do you believe that everyone has a calling and a purpose? I do. I feel like that, that purpose always aligns with your passion. So people may not know their passions right away. Um, like I always say to myself, gosh, I wish I had taken, like, why didn't I major in photography instead of going to law school? Like that would have made a lot more sense, but I didn't recognize my passions back then. Um, but now I feel like everything has come together and I feel like for most people that will happen at some point. How would you suggest that coming together though? What do you suggest people to do to find their purpose? You have to really know yourself and stay, stay on your, your path. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's such a hard question. I, I agree that, like, what would you say? Well, I don't know. I think you have to stay curious and I think that you have to yes. like, follow your curiosity. It goes back to fear. Like mm -hmm. it goes back to not being fearful and having that confidence with yourself and knowing yourself. So like if you are, you know, if you have an idea and you're, you're blocked by fear, you have to be willing to overcome that and, and step over that. I love that. Okay. So let's wrap up with leave your light. So just leave some inspiration. This whole thing's inspirational, but I always like to just leave people, like leave people with your message. Like we kind of already asked you like what you just want to put out to the world, what you want to tell people, what you've learned through it all, like how, just how, what you've taken from your experience and you would, you know, just want to share with someone who's looking up to you. I just think that, um, you have to stay, you have to focus on your, again, it's like we've been talking about. I think you have to focus on your passions and follow your path. Don't compare yourself to other people. Um, just stay positive. Your mindset is everything. So that it really is like, if you tell yourself you can't do it, then you're not going to be able to do it. And if you tell yourself you can, then you can, but it's not going to happen through luck. You have to be willing to work hard at it. So putting in those extra hours and that, that hard work for a certain amount of time, whether it's, you know, a few years will benefit you in the long run. You have to see the end vision and not be so anxious to have everything now because that's not going to work and you'll only be setting yourself up for disappointment if you do it that way. Patience. Yes. Patience. Patience. And hard work. Yeah. Patience and hard work. Absolutely. You're amazing. Okay. So the dggirls.com is where people can go. Yes. All of your tutorials. Yes. I have a free editing e-guide. So it gives you all of the apps that um, you want to use for your iPhone for editing and it'll tell you which app is useful. So like there's an app called Juxtaposer. That's really great if you have kids and or anything really, but if you have kids and one kid's smiling in one photo and your other kid's 
smiling in the other photo, you can merge the two so that you have a oh. photo where everyone's smiling. No way! So you have yeah. all the tricks. You know all yeah. Yeah, and so this app will tell you which apps to use for stuff like that. Um, yeah, so that's a free e-guide. You're amazing. Aw, thanks. You are too. Are you people? <laughs> Jacoby. Jacoby. It's a famous name too. You sound like a famous <laughs> photographer. I mean, like, uh, you sound like Nicole Jacoby. I mean, like that's so, so funny. I love it. You're <laughs> Thank incredible. You. Thank you so much for joining Thank me on you. my podcast. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, and thank you for letting my house be an animal house, everyone. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I have my dog laying right next to me, so. <laughs> You're awesome. You're amazing. Thank you. How amazing and informative is Nicole? I want to sign up for her online class because I've got to get better at doing my pictures and photography. And how awesome to be able to do everything on your iPhone. She's amazing. You guys, next week is my very, very, very last influencer episode and I have Julie Solomon joining me. She's an expert on growing your brand, being true to yourself. Y'all will not want to miss it and it's my final one so we'll see you next week.